This is true buzz, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this. For my stoners and for my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Yeah, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up the perfect show for my smokers. True buzz. All right, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the True Bud Show. Happy 420, happy holidays. Here with Kara Faye, actress, writer, director, producer of the 420 film. And it's a good one. I, I was the ghost of marijuana present. I had a lot of fun playing that. So thank you for letting me be part of that film. And I'm excited for everybody to get it, like get a view, get able to see that film coming up. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, we have a lot of uh uh, overlapping audience and I'm psyched to be able to communicate to your followers. Hey, hell yeah, I'm psyched to have you on. Thanks so much. So I would kind of like to maybe start with the origins of it maybe and uh, kind of how, how you came up with the idea or your, um, just how did the whole film start? Absolutely. Um, I had this idea, I don't know, kind of randomly like a half a thought, like that'd be kind of a silly idea. And then it was like 3 a.m. and I was smoking some pot and just fleshed it out in my head and like rode that wave of creativity and just crammed and wrote the script that night. And, and then I made an actor's breakdown uh, the same night and woke up and I had hundreds of actors who wanted to be a part of the project and I was blown away. Um, so I just, I felt like I had to keep going and actually make it and make my own first short film. That's really cool. You got the inspiration and just didn't stop that night, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's, I think, what was really essential to the whole project and the fact that I finished it and came out with something as good as we did is because I never felt inhibited by the dauntingness of the task of making a short film. I just, I was just having fun the whole time. And I think my whole team felt like that as well. Yeah, for sure. And like, so it must have been what, just like a couple days later to a week when you shot it from your initial script and idea that night? Um, I don't remember the time. I, I spent, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was um, it was only a few days uh, before I had cast um, a couple of my main actors, uh, and then you were not long after that. And then you're right, it was about a week after the breakdown that we started filming. And I, the whole process was one month start to finish. That's pretty amazing. Thanks so much. Yeah, it, it felt good. It, it felt like a whirlwind kind of experience, but it was so uh, invigorating the way it came together. I think all of us were really amazed at what we had at the end. Yeah, I'm excited for everybody to go check it out. And I'll put the links below um, on the podcast and video here so you can view it wherever is best for you, to everybody listening on this holiday. Awesome. Um, and then I know you had like a, you did a festival run with it. Um, how did that go and kind of the submission process and the yeah, whole? Yeah, also surprisingly well. Um, I had never done any of this before. It was a totally new experience. So we finished this movie and everyone was like, okay, so now what are you doing with it? And I said, you know, I don't know, nothing. And they were like, put it in film festivals. I, I didn't know it was good enough for that. So lo and behold, we raised a little bit of money um, from our no budget that we had had and submitted to a bunch of festivals. We had narrowed it down to about 10 to 15 that were focused on the actual you know, topics of our film, female filmmakers, first time filmmakers, things like that, and, uh, and embraced those kind of niche categories. And sure enough, we 
did really well, a lot better than I expected. Um, we were finalists in the Etheria Film Festival. Uh, we were selected for the Canatopics Film Festival in Nevada City, California. And the, the piece de resistance was that we were screened at the, let me see if I get this right, the Colorado International Cannabis and Hemp Film Festival, um, screened there and also won the Rising Star Award. So we're actually an award-winning short film. Yeah, when, when you uh, sent that message out, I was like, that's awesome. Like, I had no idea. I'm so proud of everyone. I feel like this was such a team effort. I could never have pulled it together without everyone's enthusiasm and willingness to just like fly with it. And we came out with something great. So I'm proud that we're getting the accolades that we worked for. Yeah, maybe there's a sequel coming. Well, I am working on <laughs> I am working on another project. Um, I have a, a script mostly finished um, for a sh another short film that's a horror comedy uh, with touches of the cannabis themes as well. So uh, oh, cool. certainly not letting that go. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for a couple other ideas that I'm working on. So we'll see where this takes us. Nice. Um, so are you, you're, you're in New York right now, you're saying? I am currently in New York State. Yes, I'm upstate. I'm uh, with my grandfather, who's 94. Um, since this coronavirus pandemic, uh, I figured I was a lot safer out here taking care of him. He takes care of me. We're a good duo. Um, he's very stubborn, and we get along very well. <laughs> so I'm here for that. Um, I, I'm still located and living in Los Angeles. Uh, but we'll see how long this goes on for. I might end up in New York City next um, instead of L.A. I'm going to see how it pans out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, um, I'll give you props, too, because I always see you hustling, um, doing stuff in the acting realm, and um, it's cool to see. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah, 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 it's a challenging career. That, that's really been my passion uh, my whole life, ever since I was four years old and discovered musical theater, and I was like, oh, acting. No, like, this is it. This is what I want to do forever, like, so fulfilling. So I've been doing that my entire life. I've done it professionally. I did two years in London and then went to LA. I've been working out there for three and a half years. Um, so yeah, I'm ready for New York City, I think. Yeah, huh? And you're just going to, the theater will be the focus out there for you. I'm sure you'll still do the uh, uh, TV and everything as Not well. necessarily. That's the thing is I really, uh, career-wise, I'd really love a TV film kind of career, um, which tends to that's really why I went to LA in the first place but LA is a city I'm a big traveler I, I've been to a lot of places around the world I have a lot of cities that I'm very affectionate about and LA is not one of them unfortunately <laughs> so um, for better or worse you know I've enjoyed my journey there um, and I'll be happy to continue going back I eventually want to be not just bi-coastal but multi-city based um so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I mean, theater, film, TV, really any sort of acting opportunity is is where I want to be. So I'm just chasing that. And that's really cool. And I'll bring it back to like how you did the breakdown on uh, Actors Access. Mm -hmm. um, that was like motivation to me to see how I didn't even know you did it that quick. But it's cool to see how anybody can go. Ex I mean, in the big hubs like L.A. and New York, you can make your breakdown and have, like you said, wake up to hundreds of submissions, so. Absolutely, you know, um, Adam, our director of photography, he was actually just chatting with me about um, being a filmmaker versus being an actor and where you need to be located for those things. And at the end of the day, filmmaking is so much more, um, you know, independent as a process. If, if 
especially the way I did it when I'm putting on all the hats at once, you don't need, really, you don't need to be in LA or New York City. It helps to have the actor flow for sure. But in terms of getting sets, finding places to film, getting a crew together even, you know, I think there's a lot of flexibility in that. Acting feels like you gotta be, you gotta be there physically right there. But for a film, if I were to make one here, for example, in upstate New York, in fact, I've recently stumbled upon a place that I might use as a set for my next short film. We'll see. I mean, it might be something that I piece together in multiple places and then and then go to the film festivals and go to L.A. with it and go to New York City with it. And that's very true. There's I'm in Kansas City right now and there's a lot of like cool little gems, like you're saying, just backdrops, cool places that you might not find in L.A. a lot of times. Absolutely, because L.A. knows that people are trying to make films. They have a lot of regulations and restrictions and you have to get zoning and, you know, it's, it's more challenging. Um, whereas here, that, that uh, abandoned building that I was looking at, my grandpa says, oh yeah, I know the farmer. He'd let you film there, no problem. It's, it's you know, a personal relationship. It's a small town. They don't, they don't care about big time LA. It's just, that's a farm. You can use it. So it might actually work out better. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I was um I was from a small town in New Jersey. Kind of sounds like a similar vibe, a couple acres. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Cool I spot. That. You know, it's funny, we never actually had too much conversation aside from the project itself. Everything was such a whirlwind. I remember I went to the Palm Springs uh, short fest with Derek, our main actor, and he and I had a couple hour drive over to Palm Springs from LA and uh, we caught up really for the first time ever. It was like getting to know someone that we had this amazing work relationship, but it was great to be able to also transition into a, you know, kind of exterior friendship. And so it's great to be able to be here with you doing the same thing. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And Derek's a cool guy too. I actually ran into him at uh, the Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club. I was like, is that Derek? Oh. Yeah, so I just BS with him for a second, but uh, I see Adam That's every funny. now and then. Sh- shout out to Adam too. I know he's been hustling on his like uh, no worries curry for a while. Um, I don't know he if he was. Yeah, now he's uh, he's really psyched. He's doing a job for Oakley, um, sunglasses and goggles and stuff, I guess. But um, he's travel. He wants to. Well, when this is over, he says he's gonna get to travel a lot and work with big sports teams and things. So I know he's really psyched about what his uh, his current position is. And Derek, I know, aside from being a great bread baker um which his instagram is full of he's also amazing at chinese pole i don't know if i'm calling it the right thing but have you ever seen him perform that way no incredible acrobatics sorry go on oh no i hadn't i was like oh i know he was doing some for some reason i thought i'm doing some like fire stuff if i'm not mistaken probably yeah he's (laughs) trained in a lot of circus work um i know he did some amazing training in france and uh he's done a lot of clowning and things like that but he he makes a ton of mus- of money busking, um, doing acrobatics. And as far as I know, he just has like a pole and he can like launch himself up there and do flips and stuff. Oh, so. dang. I think I know yeah. what you're talking about. I think I've seen something like that. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go check Very out his cool Instagram. Stuff. And I'll put everybody's Instagrams below here too, so everybody can Very cool. dive in. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, that's a cool part about the film, just the collaborative process, but I'll break it off a little something else. Uh, when was like kind of your introduction to cannabis or how did, and then what, what what's your kind of, do you, how often do you smoke or kind of just, what are your thoughts on it in general? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think this film was a really, it's kind of a statement piece in the sense that I'm not telling people what's right or wrong. I think it's a very personal choice. Um, 
for me personally, cannabis has been a huge help um, medicinally. I use it for migraines. I use it for mental health issues. I obviously also use it for fun. But I think moderation and finding for me personally, when I can smoke and just chill out, when I can smoke and be productive and, and exercise and things like that, when is a day that I should not be smoking at all? Or, <laughs> and I think that's a very case-by-case -case scenario and person-by-person. -person. So I tend to probably smoke once a day, uh, often at night, right before bed. It's a great sleep therapy, natural. Um, I'm a big proponent. In fact, when I was uh, living in London, I, I wrote a, it was supposed to be a group project, but turned out me doing 95% of it. Um, this this uh, research paper, the whole class, the only homework, the only task of this course was to create a, a report for the UK government convincing them of a social issue that you wanted to advocate for. And we chose cannabis legalization. So we studied the, the health benefits and concerns. We studied the legal benefits and concerns. We studied the history of it, how it's been um, stigmatized throughout history and tied to racism and um, it, the tobacco industry was against it strongly because it was taking away their business. And we studied the philosophical arguments for and against it. And I came out with this 50 page paper. Oh, damn. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were really thorough. I was, you know, I, I felt like we covered all of our bases and I, I could really rest comfortably that I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was doing to my own body. I knew the, the potential harms and the, vast amounts of benefits and yeah ever since i've been very comfortable with like i said finding that own level of moderation for myself but also encouraging other people to experiment carefully and and responsibly and find their own journey in that so i'm i am totally for it well said well said i have a similar thought pattern on all that as well so that's really cool. And the fact that you've done the research and you know exactly what you're talking about is really cool as well. Now, I will say, are you going to miss the like L.A. Um, dispensary vibe out there and just everything that was so easy to get? Or would you do delivery or kind of like? Oh, my God. you I, I shouldn't say that I've bought any drugs in L.A. because I definitely I mean, in New York, I definitely uh, haven't, except for if I if I had um, <laughs> bought some in New York, it would be a very challenging experience to go back to a place where it's illegal coming from LA where it's so widely accepted culturally and commercially and to go into a dispensary with I said to my mom you know there's nice music playing and they have every colorful fruity flavor you want and it's a very soothing environment here in New York it's like the low-down drug deal you know kind of like the one you'll see in our short film 420 He's feeling all nervous. You go down this sketchy alleyway and you got to pass the money real quick. They'll <laughs> stealthy like it's it's definitely a different experience. Yeah, it's a whole nother feel, huh? Yeah, I do miss the acceptability in Los Angeles. But I also think that a lot of states, New York especially, are, are moving in a progressive way. So it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I haven't been. I was keeping up with New York a little bit a couple months ago, but I saw like that it was, they were thinking about making it happen. I think this whole um, outbreak kind of slowed things down. From Anything my legislative, yeah, yeah that's not going like, to happen oh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's too bad in a way. I mean, uh, you know, the incarcerations for cannabis-related, you know, possession and things like that, it's really 
appalling the way it's been mishandled. So it's only for the best to keep it legalized and regulated properly. And, and it, you know, also really helps the economy of these states that are, are legalizing. And there's so many good benefits to, to legalization. So one step at a time. Yeah. And it's funny you say that too, because I just made a video recently with some like interesting facts, but I like it hit me like, imagine during this time right now, if these states where it was illegal, um, opened up, if they're, they're not going to obviously, but if they did open up shops, how much money that would bring in right now, let's say in Kansas city, if they opened up some dispensaries, um, in the Kansas city, Kansas side, I know there's some in Missouri for medicinal, but, um, there'd be so much money coming through and I know everybody's hurting for money right now. So I was like, Oh, it's crazy to think like how simple that would be. It's, but it's yeah. Well, is it the case that in some places where it's already legal that they are counting as essential companies and workers? Yeah. Yeah, impressive like those and and liquor stores yeah but there's also like a flip side to that like which is awesome i'm very happy they're considered essential but the little flip side i've talked about i think on a solo podcast i did was that um these companies um like if they're not allowed any stimulus money or anything for like the employees even if like they were making like packaging for a company for their uh weed products so not a big deal but i thought it was interesting that they're considered essential yet they can't receive any stimulus money if they needed it as a business, which is just like, yeah, that is which concerning. Makes, uh, I want, I'd like to look into the the details of, I have no idea enough to talk about it, but it sounds, I, I know also a lot of sh- uh, smaller businesses are struggling anyway. I, I, a lot of family owned, you know, smaller companies aren't also getting the checks they need or the money or it's loaned and they have to pay it back. And I don't know. It's a lot more problematic than just here's a $1,200 check. Yeah. That whole scenario is crazy. I know I still haven't got mine yet. Cause I had to pay them last year. <laughs> so we'll see if I get my check. Hopefully we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for it to show up in my bank account. Any, any day now, not, not yeah. wood. which is crazy because I know everybody in my family's gotten it. So I'm like, maybe, yeah. So I'll probably just get the check in the mail. I'm hoping. All right. Well, good luck. I'm I'm glad to hear anyone's getting <laughs> right. it. I, yeah, I that's yeah, the that's... first really that I've heard. Yeah, they were all like, "Oh, we got it." I'm like, "All right, I'll check." I'm like, "Oh no, checked again." I'm like, "All right, if it comes, it comes." Uh, the whole time, I'm like, "I'll believe." I'm a, one of those people who are like, "I'll believe it when believe I see it." Believe it when I see it. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what I've been saying this whole time. I think that comes too from us being actors. Like, you could go like so far, you know, do some auditions, call back, and then like even maybe book it, and then something happens or be on a veil like. Absolutely. It, you you got to wait till you sign just, it. Literally just last night was talking to my grandpa about that, telling him what uh, on avail means and how I recently was on avail for a pretty big project, got really excited and they cut the character. Um, and it's so disappointing, but I have an actor friend who's a little older than me, a little more experienced. And she said, you know, Carrie, you've got to take the wins. Like you've got to give yourself credit where credit's due. And like, as an actor, like you say, those are our little breadcrumbs that we that we chase so yeah I enjoy those breadcrumbs and I, I pray that you do get your check and that you can enjoy it fully <laughs> yeah thank you thank you um have you seen I keep getting submit um stuff through like casting frontier and actors access as well I don't know how I've seen some a lot of it's online but some of the submissions look like they're still like going I'm like is, are things still going on like as far as I know everything's shut down i mean yeah. my agent is still working from home she's sending me auditions but the few auditions i have had have either been open calls from casting directors who are just saying 
send us your materials. We want to get to know you for the future when we start back up again. So there's no real shoot dates in line for those sort of things. Um, and I did get another project, uh, an audition for a project, and they're saying, yeah, here was our shoot date, but we'll see. So I think everything's up in the air. I know personally, if I was still in LA and I booked a gig right now, I'm not going. I'm staying at home and, and flattening the curve and, and looking out for my family and myself. So we have to put our priorities in order right now, unfortunately. Yeah, that's very true. And that's where it's interesting, too, because like I said, I'm in Kansas City, so I left. Um, but I think I'm going back um, next um, Monday, I think like the 27th or 28th. So it's interesting. Be careful traveling. I know. I'm like, I've been I've been uh, even paranoid to drive my car out around here because I have my Cali plates on it. I drove out here. So I was like, I have my Cali plates. I'm like, I'm not trying to get messed with. Um, were, you, were you saying be careful driving just because like getting heckled or something or? No, I mean, traveling and just leaving the house. Personally, I get nervous just going out into any public environment. And when I came here, I, I, did, I drove as well. I drove from L.A. to New York in like four and a half days. Oh, and, damn. Uh, you know, every, every place you stop at night, you know, hotels or public restrooms or just a coffee on the road, you know, it's those are all places that coronavirus might be lurking. So it, it's kind of exhausting. I did a lot of sanitizing after each place and you know washing my hands and uh I just I don't envy people who have to travel right now in a in a car or a plane but why why are you going back um my uh fiance is good she's um studying to be like an occupational therapist so I guess they're going back they canceled her field work they're like because she was working in like a respiratory hospital but now I guess they're starting back up at the end of the month so she might have to be in some place where it's like I don't think a hospital but which is wow. interesting. Yeah, they're sending a lot of them back into their wherever so they were. going along with her. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. All so right. it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like leaving and then going right back to it when it seems worse or same. Um, but that's where here's weird, too. I don't know about how it is in upstate, but like in Kansas right now, like people are wearing masks, but a lot of people are just out walking around. It's like another vibe. I talked to my sister who just moved to Florida. She said it's pretty crazy there. So Oh, yeah. Florida's way behind a lot of other states. I have a best friend who went down there uh, and she's like, oh, everything's fine here. And I was like, no, it's not fine. People just think it's fine, which actually makes the problem worse. People aren't taking the preventive pre preventative measures that they need to be. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Around here, it's it's sort of the same. Every time I go grocery shopping about once a week, you know, give or take as little as possible. Um, but each time I've been to the store, there are slightly fewer people that are, you know, blatantly disregarding the six feet and the masks and things like that. People are taking it more seriously, slowly. And when you when you just said that six feet, it made me think of something crazy I hadn't thought about. This is going to be like the first 420 where like people aren't being so communal, you know, I, like I feel like everybody would just sit around, pass, everybody would roll up, whatever. They pass around everything. Now everybody's going to have their own individual stuff. It's kind of interesting way to celebrate the holiday but everybody absolutely across. yeah it is it is kind of I mean this is obviously historical times that we're living through and uh, Easter was just massive massively affected mass no pun intended uh, because <laughs> everyone watched online but um yeah that was a, a holiday where people are used to getting together with friends and family and now same with 420 um it's kind of it's kind of different but luckily we're also living through a time where we have this, we have this virtual world and we have the connectivity to, to, to reach out to our friends and, and do a, a Zoom Skype 
sesh and, and celebrate anyway. You know, we, we make it work. Hey, I like that optimism because I'm the same way. And also to, yeah, to anybody who's um, at home on 420, you know, can't get out how they usually would, um, I'll light one up with you. Like, <laughs> come, yeah, come yeah, reach out, reach out. Yeah, yeah. Watch the, uh, the, the film's like 15 minutes in total. Am 10 I? minutes, 10, 10 minutes. Okay, short sorry, I thought it was a little longer. Nice. Yeah, like you can definitely length, I feel like. binge it a couple of times in the day, you know? Every <laughs> time you every time you smoke a new joint, it'll be tri- twice as funny. So it'll just go exponentially funnier as, as you spend your holiday. Yeah, it is hilarious, too. And I've, I've done a, a couple of videos or two, just mentioned it previously on my channel. But yeah, it was back when I had the long hair, first time I'd ever had it braided. So I saw, t- I, w- I was hilarious. going through your last year's 420 podcast. And uh, first of all, I was really grateful for your words of positivity and support. I mean, I actually hadn't seen that podcast before. So it was a really nice surprise um, to hear you talk so positively about your experience and how much you enjoyed being part of it and how proud you were of the of the film itself and uh yeah it's it's really it's invigorating to know that my my team feels as good about it as i do yeah yeah i, I had tons of fun i was like i wanted to make that video really bad so just lit one yeah, up your braids I... were great that was one of the first things i thought of for your character i just knew it had to be it had to be a white dude with braids like <laughs> it just and your hair worked so well and Kelly, our creative consultant on the film, did such a good job with it. I was really pleased. We had those colorful little rubber bands. Oh, it was great. It still, yeah. still cracks me up every yeah, time. I, I even end up eating one a little bit. So A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> watch watch the short and you'll see some self-edibles. Yeah. <laughs> some braid <laughs> eating. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Um, but yeah, I, I also want to ask you too. I know we've talked about the acting a little bit and stuff. So I just wanted to maybe get a little words of wisdom from you being in the industry and kind of it being your passion, like you said, from day one, because there's a lot of um, artists on that watch and listen to this podcast, musicians, um, actors, you know, so it kind of what's, if you could give any advice, what would it kind of be in terms of your process or journey? Thanks. Yeah. Um, Just, it's cheesy, but just follow your heart. Like you've got to follow the passion. That's what's driven me for year after year. And, you know, it's not an easy career path. Um, you know, I think for people who are on the fence or a lot of people in LA go, you know, Oh, I think I'll just try acting like just for fun. Like, no, it's a job and it's hard and it's, it's not, um, consistent and it's very, you know, it's a roller coaster. So you have to have the passion leading the way. Um, and I think that's, that advice holds true for this short as well. Um, I know it's it's very empowering as an actor to to now be a filmmaker. That was a huge step for me and and my personal growth and my and my career growth. Um, but I I remember feeling before that very overwhelmed by this idea of making your own content. You know, create your own content is everyone's saying it. You know, and and as an actor, I was like, yeah, but I'm not. I don't do the. I'm an actor. Like that's where my strength is. Let me act. Uh, but they don't. I don't like waiting for permission. And I I like writing my own roles. And I loved directing. And I discovered other pieces of the project that I really did enjoy. Um, directing was certainly one of them. Writing I I want to do more of. But the point is that sorry I got off track. No, you're good. It's all good. <laughs> that, 
um, the only way I finished this project, start to finish, where it felt previously so overwhelming, was because I was riding that passion. I was riding that inspiration. I didn't say, oh no, now's not the time because I don't have enough money or I don't have enough job, you know, job opportunities or my boyfriend's stressing me out or, you know, there's always going to be life stuff. Life doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's always going to be hard and busy and stressful. But if you have that inspiration, I think it's enough to kind of override the other obstacles and help you face those challenges head on and, uh, and complete the art and make something really cool and beautiful. That's what's up. Yeah, no matter what, just like you said, following the heart, just sticking true to the path. And that's where two of these times are interesting too, because there's a lot of passion to be found. I was even reading something interesting the other day that like people are, and I'm, cause I've been having a lot more vivid dreams myself. I think just from not doing the day-to-day stuff, but the study your brain, saying, like making stuff up to fill in yeah, extra like, gaps. <laughs> yeah. I've been having people from like literally like grade school pop up in my dreams and stuff. I'm like, wow. so then I saw this article headline saying like 33, like, percent of people people are having like 33 percent more vivid dreams i forget the exact number but it was a study kind of backing up my initial thought and i'm like it's really interesting how i'm going off on a weird tangent but i'm like no, i love it i love dreams I, I i could talk about dreams for hours i think they're fascinating i guess it relates directly to the film too it and does <laughs> it does yes or does it I yeah don't know. right that's what i was like that's, oh wait what yeah um very much i mean it's what is reality anyway? <laughs> what is life? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time. I think that, yeah, creating right now is, it, I don't know. I mean, again, you have to follow your own heart and be true to yourself because I see online tons of people, tons of artists from LA and, you know, from my industry are saying, you know, don't waste this time in quarantine, make stuff and be more creative. People are, you know, doing art projects every day and posting more content and all this. Personally, for many weeks, I have felt so stressed and overwhelmed by the pandemic of the world that I didn't have the energy or inspiration to create. I didn't want to create. And I think if I had tried to, it would have felt forced and it wouldn't have been any good. And then I would have felt worse about myself anyway. So the fact is that working on this project makes me feel good. It makes me feel inspired. I'm excited to post and share with the world. And, 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 you know, I think this is a really a good time for this short film too. I mean, it's lighthearted. It's 420. It's the holiday. You know, we all need a little extra laughter right now, a little extra joy in our lives. So again, in this quarantine and, and dealing with creativity and inspiration right now, the, listening to myself, listening to my own feelings and my own heart has been really important. Uh, and yeah, maybe, maybe your dreams can give you some inspiration and you'll, you'll end up writing something at 3am one night too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> maybe, or maybe not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I uh, always say like, Oh, I'm gonna do a dream journal. And I never do, even yesterday when I was talking about this. So I was like, I'm just a perfect time to. I still haven't started it. So it's I'm gonna put a notebook down there um next to my bed today. There you go. <laughs> that, that's that's exactly it. If you have the inspiration, you're like, you know what? No, I'm going to get the journal, I'm going to get the notebook and put it there. And then it's there. But if you really didn't want to, you're not gonna do it. So it's great. 
Yeah, and it's like interesting too, like you're saying, because I had uh, Nolan uh, Culver on the podcast. It's gonna be coming up Wednesday. He's the, like own, a co-owner of the podcast stu- studio I'm usually at. But he was saying he was just taking some time to chill and really enjoying it. And I agree with that too. You know, it's like how often, you know, I, I've never had this much time to actually like hang out with the family. Like last night we barbecued, did like a little fire pit outside. Like Hi. that, you know, that's the cool stuff too that makes it all worthwhile so absolutely and and for me personally it's been good to kind of get back to my roots um I think LA in a way has been throughout my time there every few months I feel like I need to kind of get away from LA for a second and ground myself again and whether that's been traveling my family's really scattered around the world so I do a lot of traveling to see family um or like here is you know kind of it's not exactly where I grew up, but it's my hometown, so to speak. So I can get a lot more in touch with nature here. We're on the Erie Canal, actually, so I can walk along the canal or bike ride. And uh, I have a pet cat that I take on a leash. And so (laughs) we've been uh, walking her along the canal and just, um, yeah, slowing things down a little bit. I've still been really busy with unemployment and taxes and keeping my jobs in order and self-taped auditions even but i'm i'm eager to continue this uh this balance to slow things down a little bit yeah and it and that's what it is huh it's just like a balance of what works for everybody i guess it'll be interesting when all this is up and things kind of go back to normal but i also like what you said too of like i felt the same thing in la like i didn't realize it till i went to visit my brother in georgia and he has like this he has like a hot tub in like a big backyard with all this woods i'm there for like three days i'm like dude this is really what i needed i I got back to la i felt like literally like you said like recharged like it's good to get grounded sometimes you need to yeah and it's also i think la has a lot of people who are very i don't want to say two-faced i don't think that's accurate just no one is as upfront about where they're genuinely at you know, it's kind of the fake it till you make it attitude where people are always saying they're one step, you know, one level happier, one level more productive, one level busier, one level, you know, better in all, you know, better as a career, better as a, as an artist, which also I don't think is real. You're, you're not a better artist. Like we're collaborating, like we're trying to make something cool and fun and beautiful and like genuine. So the fact that there's a city where people are very egotistic and kind of pompous about that it 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 doesn't suit me so it's nice to go back and get away and and find people who are more honest and more upfront and then uh yeah recharge that battery a little bit yeah I think that's interesting too that's probably why everybody got along so well on the film set too because like you're saying I'm sure you've met actors in LA who are like like hey what's up like I'm Jack and they're like oh, I, I just, like, did this audition. I have a callback. I'm like, I was just, like, introducing myself, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a great YouTube video. It goes on a little long, but uh, there's a funny one out there where, um, you know, one person says, hey, I'm Jack, and I'm an actor. And the next person says, yeah, I'm Sarah. I'm an actor, director, producer. And the next one says, I'm an actor, director, producer. And also, I run my own dance team for disabled people. And they say, oh, well, I've also started a mental health institution. And it just, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until they're saying these absurd, you know, (laughs) lists of the things that they do. And it, it kind of is how a lot of artists can be in LA. So I was thrilled and and so blessed and so lucky to have 
uh, to have found you guys, all of you, really. I mean, everyone brought something really special and unique to the to the team and to the project. And everyone's enthusiasm and and just like a genuine appreciation to be there. That's what that's what made this thing come together. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, well, thank you for putting it all together. And I will say too, it's funny, still to this day, I've never uh, ripped another J in an audition video. <laughs> that was great. That was great. I uh, mean, <laughs> it was it was interesting doing casting. That's another aspect that I definitely want to do more of. Um, I had so much fun watching those audition videos. Uh, from a you know from a professional standpoint, when you can see the different flaws or lighting or they were holding the camera and things like that. So you can kind of get an idea of what a casting director sees and what you would look, look for in that, in that situation. You know, it's very insightful, but also it was just fun because I'm asking people, I, I pretty much said, give me Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, you know, give me your best stoner, have some fun. And people were so creative and, Really, you could tell they were enjoying themselves in, in the auditions. And uh, and then, yeah, at the end of the day, it was so obvious to me who to cast. It was so clear just in in your essence, you know, I, all, all of all of the team really hit the nail on the head for the character that I was searching for. So thanks for auditioning. Thanks for being a part of it. Right. Th thanks. Thank you again. And thanks for coming on this podcast. And once again, everybody watching, listening. Hey. It's, I'm, I'm excited for our next collab, whether it's another podcast or who knows, who knows where things will go. Maybe it'll be another one in LA in the studio. Get, maybe get Adam in there too. We'll, we'll see what happens, but um, everybody on this holiday, light a nice one up. Have some fun, you know, treat yourself. I think, I think any holiday is treat an yourself. To, yeah, I yeah like <laughs> it's an excuse to make it a little special, right? Why not? And right now we deserve it. We deserve a little joy. We deserve a little levity. You deserve a break. So just kick back, enjoy the holiday, watch some funny content, and uh, and enjoy yourself and have a good time. And and hopefully we'll all get through this together and be better off at the end of it. For sure, for sure. And uh, seriously, you're very uplifting today in all the conversation. So it's been good to have somebody so positive on today. And, you know, uh, it's only coming from my love for this project. <laughs> Mine too here. So I'm excited. I haven't watched the full thing in a little while, so I'm excited to watch it right now. Enjoy. I'll be with <laughs> you in spirit and uh, and hopefully physically not too long off. <laughs> seriously, seriously. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you soon and uh, I'll catch you later. All right. Thanks so much, All right. Jack. All right. Thank you. Happy holidays. This is true buzz, that Mary Jane, now we ain't new to this. For my stoners and for my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Yeah, number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up the perfect show for my smokers. True buzz.